This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Well, here we are. Shrimp net number 12 has arrived. So thank you for listening in these challenging times, both in football uh, and in politics. <laughs> Ooh, a little bit political there, thought I'd get a bit trendy. Uh, obviously, today we are more concerned with ourselves in the football here at the Shrimps, joining Joel and I um, to discuss the latest performances, results, rumours and the uh, impending ownership issues. I'm delighted to announce the return of our boardroom tour de force, uh, who's been so busy with his uh, Parkinson stuff and golf and, and goodness knows what. Welcome back, Charlie. No comment. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I see this. I, I'll he's continue with the political theme there. That's quite good. Uh, and also a welcome along uh, and a golden goodbye to our other guest, the long-serving, or some would say long-suffering, uh, physio of 13 years, Simon Farnworth. Farney, welcome along. Good evening. Nice to see you all. Yes, lovely to see you too. So we'll start with the tradition and we'll talk about the last two fixtures. Um, we on, on the um, the fun packed show that we did last week, we were rallying the troops and trying to be a little more positive. Uh, and that positivity rubbed off on everybody. And then we played Burton and drew one all and then we went to Arrogate and lost. So let's start with Burton. Uh, one apiece. I think it, I think we could safely say it was a slightly different performance to the Ipswich one, but with a slightly better result, Joel. Yeah, I think it, it, it was a bit of a come down from the from the from the Ipswich game in terms of in terms of level of performance, and I don't think I think that, that was pretty clear to see. I mean, it, it's a very different type of game, really. I think with Ipswich, with the way they play, the way they kind of bring the ball out from the back, we were looking to press them high and really get them. Uh, but Burton, they just kind of boot it long before you really have a ch- <laughs> really have much of a chance to press them. But you still would have liked to see maybe a little bit more creativity and a bit more intensity at certain times in the game. And while I don't think we played hugely well, at the same time, Burton weren't exactly playing well. I think in terms of good chances, they were probably about even. Obviously, we've had that one where their keepers made an error and Connolly's nearly gone in. Uh, Gibbo's had a good chance. Uh, it turns, it looks like he, he he only gets in the box against Burton. Is <laughs> what it seems actually. But uh, so yeah, uh, it's so we've had a couple of chances. You know, it was it was a scrappy game. The second half was not very memorable at all. I mean, the first half wasn't exactly memorable, but the, the second half it was just kind of a lot of long balls from either side. Nothing really coming off from either side either. And then. Uh, Step forward, Ryan Delaney, to really, truly complete the Ryan Asons arc, and yeah, it for as as much of a pretty dire spectacle as a whole, even from a neutral standpoint, the game was. The goal was, you know, it was a fantastic moment after, you know, the improvements that Ryan's had kind of had this season and how well he's been playing, and then to kind of cap it off with a goal like that to get a point away at a really important game that a game that was really important. To get a result from you know letting Burton get those two extra points wouldn't have been very good. So uh, 
yeah, to get a great goal. And yeah, the celebration was uh, was a lot of fun as well. Uh, <laughs> with apologies to uh, Burton's advertising boards. Yeah, it was um, it was a welcome shot, but like you say, from the least likely people. Um, obviously, being uh, six foot nine or whatever Ryan is, and being quite laid back. When he was on a few weeks ago, he did say that, you know, he wanted to score more. But the last thing I expected was a 25-yarder in the top bins. I know, we, we were thinking get on the end of a cross, because he's, he's had a, he's had two or three that he's come close with uh, from set pieces and, corner, and corners and whatever. But then I think, I think it was a long throw, wasn't it? He was just kind of up there and there was a bit of pinball from the halfway line to the edge of the area. And in fairness, it was a lovely touch, actually, from uh, Liam Shaw to bring the ball down uh, after a load of kind of just head tennis and nonsense like that. So he brings it down and yeah, Ryan's in the position and that little bit of space opens up and that hadn't really happened yet. That game, he got a bit of space in a good area, tried his luck and yeah, it goes in and you know, fantastic knee slide as well. Perfect weather for it. <laughs> yeah, true enough. We had all sorts of weather at, at Burton. It was, uh, I bet there was a few rainbows out there because it was chucking it down, then it was sunny, then it was chucking it down again. I was just expecting the uh, plague of frogs and we'd had biblical proportions. <laughs> I know, yeah, it was quite, yeah, I mean, I mean, getting towards half time, I went one mil down against Burton. We were, I was just like, you know what, keep going, rain, let's just call this off. But yeah, no, good to come out and get a point in the end, isn't it? And uh, look, looking at that, Charlie, there's still obviously, yeah, we were, we were. Right, we were extra positive with James last week, saying that we've got to look at, at um, the position we're in. Yeah, it's quite precarious, but there's 100 million games to go. And another performance where, and it's been said by the fans, that we, we upped our game against Ipswich, but obviously we looked. it did look like two fairly poor sides on Saturday. So you've got to be happy with the point, Charlie. Well, we say every week, don't we? It's quite, you know, they're, they're, on, they're on quite a good form, aren't they, really, since a new manager came along. Yeah. So you look at the table and you think we've not done very well, but you know we, we, we would probably take a point away from home, um, and it's just getting it's just you know it's just getting pretty frustrating, isn't it? That every week we seem to be saying the same thing, and but it's, it doesn't nothing's changing. You know, there's so many injuries. Finally, he's obviously quit because he's so fed up with so many injuries. People injuries going on all the time. You know, it's half the squad injured. Um, it's a lot of pressure on the people who remain in the squad to actually perform it all the time, play two games a week. And um, it's hard going. You know, there's lots of things going on in the club at the moment in, in life and in the, in the in outside work for everyone as well, in the, the, the cross-living crisis. And it's, just, it's not an easy gig at the moment, is it, really? No, and we said that last week, that there were, there were more important things going on outside football. And when all said and done, it is a release for people on the Saturday, but I think we were hoping that we'd continue with that sort of Ipswich feel-good factor and have a right good go. But obviously uh, things in the end didn't work out, but we still didn't lose. Uh, but Farney, um, I think uh, Charlie was Charlie was uh, looking at you there as if it, uh, the seven or eight injuries are your fault. No, not at all. I don't think he meant that at all. Um, we're not doing too bad for injuries now at the moment. We've got uh, quite a few back and there's only uh, four actually in the, in the table at the moment. Oops, so they're all out for quite a while. We've still got Ash Hunter for another six to eight weeks yet, and we've also the same with um, Courtney Dufus. But um, you know, they're working their way back, uh, Max. Um, so we are getting a few better. It's yeah. funny though. When these injuries, when these injuries happen, it looks like it's quite innocuous. 
and then you think it should be, and then they come off, and they're, they're really long, 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 long period injuries, aren't they? Ash Hunter looked like it was quite innocuous, and he's gone for four yeah. months. Yeah, we had um, like three or four hamstrings early in the season, so we had the Ash Hunter one, Max Melbourne at uh, Bolton, um, obviously Courtney's a long-standing one, he was in ACL, which he did at Stockport at the end of last season. So, um, you know, the, the hamstrings are starting to come back now, so we're getting there. Yeah, we got um, we got a couple we got a couple back, and thankfully, uh, obviously we're missing. I think we're missing Jake Taylor, but that's been fairly obvious. But obviously, how far's he off? He's only a couple of weeks off. He's doing okay. He's um, three weeks. He's quite a bad hamstring as well. So again, he's a little bit shorter than the other two, but he should be back soon. Well, that's that's the serious stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, so moving on, uh, Harrogate Town. The, str- the strangest of games could have been 4 0 after 20 minutes. Uh, Adam Mayer scores his inaugural goal uh, with a really neat finish after we get the look of the bounce in the box, but we, he was alive to it and put it away nicely. Then Kieran Phillips has two one on ones, one which the keeper gets a he chips him and he gets a touch on it. The keeper stays on his feet, which is a good save. Second one, he decides, well, I'll go around you and slip it in, and their defender reads it and puts it in the side netting. Uh, so you're thinking, oh yeah, we're doing all right here. Then all of a sudden, after 25 minutes, we sort of drop a little bit deeper, um, and the the sort of like whole of the game changes. They equalise. We come out for the second half, and I thought, well, we're, we're cracking on for penalties here. Kieran had a chance, went round the keeper, got a bit unlucky because the keeper got a touch and it rebounded off him. Then Adam Mayer gets in behind, um, and Kieran hits the bar. So Kieran could have had five. <laughs> Yeah. But it wasn't. It just wasn't his night, was he? Um, but then we look at it, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm happy. We'll go to penalties, and we'll go through. And at the time, Everton were winning six, what six odd against Hartlepool, so it didn't really matter. So, uh, but then, of course, what happens in the 94th minute or whatever it was? We concede a corner, and Harrogate go and surprise us, and we finish. We all finish on four points, and yet we go through because we've never won a game. The wonders of the uh, Papa John's Trophy, Joel. Yeah, uh, what a wonderful competition. Uh, what we all like to see, the magic of the cup. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a funny performance. Right? I mean, I think with those games, I think you know, there's there's a bit of rotation. Players who haven't had as much game time, they're kind of getting the rust off a little bit. And I think, I, obviously, I don't know what's going through the players' heads, but if you're kind of, you're playing Saturday, Tuesdays in, like, in the league or in, in, in the Carabao Cup, and then a Papa John's game comes up and you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be one that you're going to not quite put the burners on uh, for. It's probably going to be the Papa John's game. So they are kind of odd, odd, yeah, odd games. I thought I, I don't know loads about Harrogate's team, but they had a bit of a weird lineup. The guy like playing right back is a kind of creative midfielder for them. Usually, it's you know it's all a bit weird and disjointed. They, they and, made eleven changes. Yeah, they you know eleven. So like that kind of proves the point, doesn't it? Like it's just it gets a bit wild <laughs> the the Papa John's in, in that sense and uh yeah we, we I mean, it was weird because I don't think it was a particularly impressive performance aside from the first 20 minutes but at the same time you know could have you know Kieran Phillips would have easily had a hat trick you know uh, Adam Mayer's had another good chance later later on the game so yeah it was a bizarre one it was a bizarre one I think uh I personally don't read too much into that performance, and I'd I'd be saying the same if it was a smashing four 0 victory. You know, there's only so much you can kind of read into those games. 
But it was a bit of a gut punch to concede the last-minute goal because nobody likes doing it. But at the same time, we, we've gotten through uh, for the first time in this format, which is quite funny, considering we actually haven't won a game, won a game. in if 90 I, minutes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. games. We, the, the fans keep asking, can we get all the way to Wembley on penalties? <laughs> it would be fantastic if we got all the way without actually... In the Carabao Cup and the trophy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I know that we've ruined it already by beating Rotherham. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Why, the, why the hell did Arthur have to go and, go and score that goal? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was yeah, just one of those where it got some minutes from people. I mean, ultimately, we've, we've kind of come through that competition by somehow managing to get through with the penalties and with without any real kind of big injuries or massive effort expended. So I think, you know, I'll take the positive from that and... Uh, and a little bit of prize money we get as well. So next round, Charlie, obviously it's the uh, League One and League Two. So uh, the way our looks going in the cup, we'll probably get Sheffield Wednesday or MK Dons away again. Oh, Plymouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think it's Northern <laughs> area only, isn't it? So it is, yeah. Um, uh, you know, the main thing is we're through, right? We're through to the next round. And uh, like Greg Strom said the other week when he came on the podcast that, you know, people do take it a bit more seriously. It is a bit more of a proper cup competition now than the knockout stages. Yeah, true. Um, pretty frustrating. A bit like a training game, wasn't it, really, from what, 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 what from, from all, from all means and purposes, really. But uh, very disappointed to lose the Annapurna derby against my business partner, James, who was, was uh, really pleased. But they obviously went out. So they won. They went out. We we lost and we went through. It's pretty strange. But... Um, you know, any other time could be a different score, but, you know, we just want to get a good draw and home draw and try and go as far as we can. Yeah, true enough. And uh, we, we managed to pick up... Go on, you're going to contradict me now, Farley, aren't you? We managed to pick up no injuries. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, hadn't, uh, we didn't get any injuries the other night. That was good. I don't, I don't think we can have a home draw, can we? I think because we finished second. We can have a home draw if we play, if we, if we get another 21 and 23 side. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, thank, uh, th- 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 thanks for that edifying, uh, you know. So, Agent Leatherman did a good job. Shout out to Agent Leatherman. <laughs> I know it's quite something that uh, the Leicester game, the Leicester scoreline, wasn't it? I think it, it, it's a funny dynamic as well with those under twenty three teams because I think you know for them it's their chance to prove themselves, and so uh, obviously they're probably going to take it quite seriously and really go for it. Whereas for all the other for the lead teams, it's just a Bit of an inconvenience for a lot, well, a lot it, of them, really. I think I'll, I'll take what Charlie said there, and I'll add on. Yeah, it did have. It, it's always felt like a pre-season friendly to me <laughs> because of the crowds and the sort of like there isn't that intensity, is there? No, no, no atmosphere. Neither is there. Tends to be uh, the stadiums are quite quiet. Quite yeah, empty. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's understandable. But hey, what we're through. So while while we're on it, let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, I was at I was playing football on Monday night before the draw and I got home at seven o'clock and as as the guys were leaving the pitch they went oh who are we going to get then and I said MK Dons or Sheffield Wednesday away and when Sheffield Wednesday came out I was like no 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 and he pulled out 30 I was like no I don't believe it I couldn't believe it I'm, I'm always wrong always and I didn't want to be right so that's why I said it because I'm always wrong and we go and pull out Sheffield Wednesday the only positive to that whole thing is that lots of people now are saying, oh, I can go on a Saturday, but I can't go on a Tuesday night for the league game. 
Well, plot twist. Sheffield United are playing on the Saturday. It's probably yeah. going to have to get moved. Right. Sunday, yeah. It probably is, yeah. probably is. Because they've got Sheffield United, they've got Burnley, haven't they? So, don't know. Yeah, it's burning. Look, it's, it's, it's not. It's, 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 it's a draw. We can get some good, good, good funding if we, if, if we, if we, uh, you know, win or lose. But they're playing so well against us at home, didn't they, this year? Um, but we're going to go there and give it our best. We played really well there away last year, didn't we? Yeah, we, we, did, we lost yes. two 0 Played really yeah. well. Give it a really good go. And uh, when we get to the third round again against the Premier League team, we'll look back on it and say the cumulative earnings from the three rounds has been pretty good. So you should try and go. You know. I, I, I was, I, I, on social media, everyone was like, "Oh, game's over." Haven't really played it yet. No, and that's that's and it's strange, isn't it? Because it, the 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 way football changes. Because if we'd have got Sheffield Wednesday away in the first round when we were in the conference, we'd have been going absolutely mad with joy. And yet we were all like, oh, because again. we're in the same division. Again. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's like, I just, it's hard to comprehend, isn't it? Because the simple fact is we should be thinking, oh, well, it's a great chance to go to Hillsborough and, and cause an upset just because they're in our division. We're bottom, they're nearly We nearly top. beat Spurs last year, remember? We nearly beat Spurs at Spurs last year. It was only Sheffield Wednesday and beat, beat win at Hillsborough. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we will. You're right. But I mean, you know, like you said, Charlie, we've. Uh, we, I'm, I think we're on course for Arsenal at at, uh, at the Emirates myself because we've done Chelsea, we've done Tottenham. So uh, you know, actually, is it penalties? Is it penalties at ninety minutes in the FA Cup? Uh, I think it might be. Yeah, I think. Oh, it's, I think it's, that, I can't remember. That, Triffid, that Triffid's trying to get in on the action. Yeah, yeah. I think it might. I think it might be. It's no extra time, is it? I think that was just the Carabao. I think it might be extra time in the FA Cup, but I'm not, I can't remember. I'd, I'd have to check the rules. We'd have to check, but yeah, fair play. Just imagine if it is. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> finally, wins the extra time because it's just another thirty minutes for people to get injured. I won't be there by then. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I'll, 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 come to you. I'll yeah, I'm going to come to you, Fanny, because you'll have gone by then. When do you actually go? Uh, Saturday's my last game at the home game on Saturday's that's, that's my last game. That's what I'd heard. So from that point of view, obviously 13 years, um, you've seen uh, managers come and go. Uh, you've seen loads of changes off the field. You've seen millions of people on the field. Um, and obviously it's the, you felt it was the right time because obviously we're aware that your daughter's uh, expecting the first grandchild, and they live in Australia, and it's a, a great chance for you to. Uh, is it carrying on with your private work and still doing a bit of that, and then going to see your daughter in Australia? Is that right? Yeah, things like that. It's just um, it's just time, isn't it? You know, football does take a lot of time up uh, weekends all the time, except for May and June. And uh, I'm just getting a little bit older now. I'm 59 this year, and I just think it's uh, probably time now. I've been involved in football since I was 16 years old, so it's. Uh, bit of time just so I can spend weekends and like you said my daughter uh, expecting her first grandchild she lives in Australia so it'd be nice for us to be able to go out and visit her yeah particularly uh, when she's due uh, February late February right so it's sort of like late summer for them isn't it so yeah, nice time yeah. to go yeah and obviously during the football season you wouldn't be able to do that so good luck with no, that you, no, you can't ask for that, can you? It's not something that's possible, really, because you know you're expected obviously to have your holidays made in June time, which is fair enough because of the the, the, the game, really. 
Well, it, it, it's it's great for you then because you can actually sort of disappear off and do what you want when you want instead of having to fit in around the football season, which, as we know, the football season gets short, longer and longer and the post-season gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? You can do that, can't you? I mean, obviously, the, when we got into the playoffs that year and uh, it went up by Wembley, you know, we yeah. got about two weeks off after that. It was um, a yeah. short break. So we normally get the good six weeks, as you know, in the end of the so so looking at your time at Morecambe, um, obviously as a player you were um, sort of um, Wigan Athletic and, uh, and times at, at Preston and Bolton and and so you're all you've always been Northwest based, um, but from your time at Morecambe as the physio you've seen hundreds of players come and go. Um, so go on, give us a, give us a couple of stories. Well, I, mean, I, I just think like to mentioned generally we've only had like four managers in that time you said quite a lot of managers but we haven't and it's great credit to the club isn't it that uh, they've actually stayed with you know managers for so long and uh, not got chop and change all the time because as you see in many divisions nowadays like the championship they're very quick aren't they to sack people and get rid of people but i think our club's stuck with people and i think it's, that's a good way to be that continuity at this level uh, at a club like more is ideal i think well, that wasn't a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you trying not to dish the dirt on somebody that, that you're thinking, oh, you know? Because I mean, you, you and you and I know we've had some uh, we've had some interesting signings who uh, or suddenly became injured when they signed, and we didn't really see much of them. Naming no names, but that's that's got to be a difficult situation to deal with, hasn't it? What's that particularly? What are you on about? Well, I, I'm not going to name names, but there are plenty of players. Uh, who off camera, I'd be quite happy to say, were uh, looked upon as, oh, yeah, he's a decent lad. And then all of a sudden, every Saturday, it was like, oh, I've got a bit of a strain, I've got a bit of a pull. And, you know, and, uh, I can name you at least half a dozen lead swingers that we've had. And that, that must be frustrating for you because you're thinking, are you thinking professionally? Well, I don't know what's up with him. I don't know that we get that. I, I, I think while I've been at Morecambe, I don't think we've had really anybody like that. You know, we've had players who've um, got injured, and it does happen to players, but they don't tend to swing the leg. I mean, I don't think that occurs. Really. Players want to play. Hey, fair, funny. Top, top three worst injuries. Top three worst injuries. Oh, God. That's a difficult one, really. Um, I mean, the hamstring can, you, can you have a top three worst? I know the three hamstring, the hamstring ones are the, the bad ones at the moment. We've had a couple of those, haven't we? Uh, did you see the one uh, on Saturday at Burton with um, Liam Shaw? That was an interesting one. When we scored the goal, everybody ran over and Liam Shaw got his foot stuck under the boardings and all the fans jumped on top of it. So he ended up stuck there. I don't know if you've not seen it on video, it's really interesting because he, he just stands there, he can't get out. His foot was all bruised and black because of the fans of best stuck on the hoardings and he couldn't get up. His foot from under <laughs> so. Well, is that is that why you only why you only came on a sub the other night? That's right. Yeah, you had black, black and blue foot. <laughs> I'm a bit guilty now. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't part of the advertising program, so, but uh, <laughs> I do feel a bit guilty for him now as fans. Yeah, yeah. But, so, all right then, Fanny. Obviously, having known you for uh, a lot of years, when when we were sort of like um, uh, interviewing you and doing stuff like that for the I follow, um, I know that you've got a, you've got a couple of passions, uh, and one of them is uh, a lot. A lot of people don't know that you're quite interested in the GGs, and also you've got a, a, a love and 
quite a wealthy, healthy knowledge of wine as well. Are you going to pursue these passions when you're when you're packing in? Yeah, very much so. I mean, every year we get a break. Um, me and my wife go out. I always take it to somewhere like Barolo or, or Rioja or somewhere like that. That's where we go for our breaks, so I can go wine tasting and bring a few bottles home. <laughs> and what about the JJs? Yeah, not as much as I used to get involved. More when I was uh, playing, really, because obviously you had uh, more time to yourself. You know, in the afternoon to, do, to find something to do. Whereas nowadays, um, with Derek, you know, I'm very busy in the afternoons. You know, I tend to be in all the injured players, so uh, I don't get much time nowadays. So, speaking on kind of your days at the football club, what what does kind of a typical day as, as a physio generally tend to involve? Um, we arrive at the ground in the morning, quarter to nine. We have a staff meeting at nine o'clock. Um, injured players come in first in about half past nine. Uh, they get treated, seen to, uh, and then they start in the gym. Um, first team players start to arrive, they do strappings, massages, whatever they're after before training. Um, they go down to training, and then the injured players work with us either in the gym or on the pitch, depending on where they're up to, really. Um, they have lunch um, often the afternoons that are left to the players to the own devices, but um, the injured players are always in again, so they have a second session normally starting at one thirty in our case, and we do another hour, hour and a half as well. So, so when you've got those kind of injured players, are, are there occasionally times where you have to, where they're kind of saying, no, no, I promise, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to play. And then you see them limping off or you felt something like, and you've had to have a bit of a talk with them and kind of talk them down a little bit almost. No, I mean, most injured players, you know, they, 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 they have a good understanding of their injuries. We explain to them what we expect of them. Uh, and it's just a matter of rehabbing them, getting them back to playing again. So, you know, like, for example, they'll start on uh, bike, gym work, they will move into running program when they can do that. And then the last bit is full functional rehab, you know, working with the footballs, kicking balls, striking balls, uh, tackling, and then they'll go back into some of the manager's sessions. We might go into like the warm-up, the boxes, the passing drills, and eventually we'll join the full training session. So it's just a step-by-step program to the fully fit again. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So um, another member of the goalkeepers' union uh, has uh, let slip your nickname, he asked me to mention it, and uh, uh, you've been, you've been, you've acquired the nickname Pigeon. So, uh, how did that come about? Well, that was when I first arrived here many years ago. There was Barry Roach and um, Jim Bentley, funny enough, Jim was still playing at that time. He was the captain of the club, and uh, I don't know whether I was side on or something, but we decided I looked like a pigeon, and it's stuck ever since. And, you know, Barry still calls me Pigeon to this day. That's his, that's his sort of uh, nickname for me. Yeah, so it's it's done with a, a lot of love, and I'm sure there's people with worse nicknames. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so it's just a, you know, Barry gets called more things as you can imagine with the size of his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he has got monster bombs, hasn't he? Oh, Which has been mentioned more than once. Humongous. <laughs> I'm surprised he doesn't topple over, but there you go. <laughs> Oh. Was it that playoff season that, that was your first season at the club, the, the Dagenham season? Yes, it was. I'd do, I'd do one full season, as you know, and we got into the playoffs. And the amazing thing was, I really fancied us that day. Did you know? I think we played Dagenham a couple of weeks before and done quite well against them. We went down there and I, 
Didn't we beat him? We beat him one nil. Darren Moss. <laughs> it was a Darren Moss left footed volley from yeah, the edge of the area. Yeah, I remember that. We beat him one nil, and they never had a chance. It was a comfortable game, wasn't it? It was one day. Yeah. When we went there, I just thought this is a matter of getting the result. That's all I thought we'd do. We'd get a result to draw the work. We got beat six nil. It was incredible. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Yeah, they they'd. Very cleverly, John Still had worked out that we had absolutely no pace and they played a really high line. And they're, they're all their fullback, the both fullbacks and both centre halves were literally five yards inside our half because they knew we had no pace whatsoever. So if we knocked it over the top, their two fullbacks were both rapid, just turned around and picked it up. And they just really, really pressed us. And as you said, everything that could go wrong did go wrong that day. I mean, it was, I mean, Jim had been unwell the night before. He, he'd, he'd had sickness and diarrhoea, so he decided he was going to play, but perhaps he shouldn't have done. And then uh, Barry, remember Barry topped a goal kick straight to the centre forward. Yeah. And took it and scored. So Josh Scott, that was. Yeah, he just, he just went wrong, didn't it? The whole game yeah. went very quickly and it just got worse as the game went on. Yeah, well, we're not we're not blaming you for that. Don't worry. <laughs> you could, I remember you could just kind of see everybody's head starting to go and like, Nothing was going right, was it? But I don't know what you mean about pace over the top. Phil Jevons, speed merchant, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you, know what, you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> it's it's a strange one, isn't it? Because uh, that that season, we we may be flattered to deceive, because the simple fact is we did go through it by winning a lot of games one nil. But yeah. it must have been a great a great season to start that far, because we were we looked blooming invincible, didn't we? It was, it was quite amazing, wasn't it, how we just got that run of games going near the end. I mean, at one time, we had no chance of getting even in the, near the playoffs. No. We had a run, didn't we, of about eight to nine games, like you say, where we won 1-0, one, 1-0. Nil, one, nil, and uh, suddenly, we, I think we finished fourth in the end, didn't we? Yeah, it's, um, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a great season. It was a great season. But um, I'm, I'm still proud to say that's a record defeat in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Did we talk about 1-0? So, hang on a minute. That that see that run at the end of the season included possibly one of the most exciting four threes I've you know that there's ever been with that being three one down and down to ten oh, men. Crew. Crew, yeah, yeah. crew, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's, what a strange strange game that was. But um, I I I've got a mate who walked out and went to Yorkatel at three one as soon as they gave the penalty. And uh, walked and went to Yorkatel and drank himself into a stupor, and all the fans came in at. At like 10 past five, going, whoa, brilliant. And he wouldn't believe it. He was like, no, get lost. Get lost. <laughs> that was a great day. That's one of the games I'll always remember. That was a great one, that one. Uh, as well as Notts County. Do you remember Notts County? Oh, when Sol Campbell came. Yeah, that was a great game as well. Oh, yeah, that was, that, that was, uh, that was, um, that was the uh, Super Swede as their manager, wasn't it, as well? No, he was, he was director of football. He so was that's sat, it, yeah. He was just and, sat, as I used to sit next to where, next to where the directors were, so he was sat about about 15 yards away down the, down the road. It was funny, though. Barry was talking earlier about uh, Michael came up, didn't he, with a 1-0 down. Michael came up, did an amazing bicycle kick. just straight at the top of the bar. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. see Barry try that, actually. Yeah. Well, we won't be able to get back up. And then that's another one when Barry Barry Roach scored the header. Uh, Portsmouth, yeah, yeah, that was that's ninety second, ninety second minute. That was fantastic. Yeah, and, and do you know what the crowd was that night? Shows oh. you how far we've come. Nine hundred and sixty-two, I think it was. Oh, wow. Against Portsmouth on a Tuesday night. So 
it, it's a strange thing, Charlie. It does show you that's not that long ago, is it? And it shows you how far yeah. we've come when we were disappointed with 3,500 at home. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Finally, what's been your favourite game of recent, recent, last couple of years? Uh, well, definitely the two things that stand out to me are the um, obviously trip to Wembley, where we got promoted. And then, obviously, the Tottenham game. I really enjoyed the Tottenham game. I thought the stadium uh, was magnificent. I thought we acquitted ourselves really well. Yeah, being a goal up at half time out. <laughs> yeah, it did, but it was, just, it was just a good day, wasn't it, generally? Yeah, it'll be very, very strange in the COVID times, isn't it? Just we're very quiet and some great games that season, but no crowds. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it was strange that year. I mean, we did very well, didn't we, and uh, got into the playoffs. But uh, well, it was just me, you, me, you, and freezing the crowd, basically. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, like basically. that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was wrong. It felt wrong, but bizarrely, we, it, you know, whether we'd had the same season with crowds there, it's difficult to say, Joel. But um, you know, we are where we are because of it. I'm not going to complain. <laughs> yeah, came up I mean, so many times. You think of South, you know, South End, we down at South End, or like you come all that way, one nil down, came out two one. Yeah, you know, so many games, Salford, Forest Green. So, I, I, I imagine with that with that season as well. I imagine kind of with all the COVID stuff, you probably had your work cut out. Yeah, it was a very complex time, wasn't it? That that was the problem. There was lots of um, changes in uh, protocols, things you had to follow as a medical team and as a training group, uh, which was very difficult. People had to be tested regularly. Um, it, was, it was an awkward time. At least you got to zap people on the head with the, uh, yeah, the, the temperature. Temperature goes, yeah, that was every morning. It was, <laughs> it was surreal, really, a lot of that time. And yet here we are. And it's so, are, are you approaching Saturday with sort of a bit of trepidation, or are you just looking forward to it as, you know, I'll, you know, hopefully you'll get a, a nice send off from the crowd? You've spent 13 years uh, of your working life somewhere. It, it's, it must be quite a wrench to leave. Yeah, I suppose it is in many ways. I just wonder whether I'm institutionalising football. You know, I've, uh, I've done it since I was like 16 years old. So I think that's the only worry about it, whether when I leave football, I'll say I think I left football. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I think uh, there's a there's time now where I can spend a bit more time with the family and just have a bit more time to myself as well, which, is, which will be nice. Yeah, true. Much well, more than the weekend. I mean, it's, it's another game, isn't it? I want us to win the game. And, uh, I always look forward to Saturdays in the game. It's always uh, you know, the, the, the work you do during the week. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always a good one. That's the same with the management team and the uh, medical team as well. You're just trying to get your players fit, so they're available for the manager to play on Saturdays. So, have you got um, have you got something planned on on Saturday? Then, are you going out for a meal, or you're you just going out for a, a, a nice quiet glass of wine, or have you well, got? Uh, Les and Baz have arranged me to go across to the Herbie Fire for a drink after me. You're all welcome, half past six, he said. So that's what I've been told so far. So, oh, so it's cat. So there'll be, uh, yeah. Well, if, if uh, Les and Baz have organised it, I wouldn't expect um, strippers in lines of cocaine. It'll probably be pie and peas in a, in a pint. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I know. I, know James, I saw James the other night at the game. He said he's coming. So, Jeremy forgot to have a drink with us. Good, good shout. So uh, I'm, I'm, it was supposed to be his party this weekend, so we're all coming up, but uh, they, they had to move it to two weeks ago. There was a rail strike, so so uh, Jamie and I couldn't come, so we're going to make up on Saturday, finally. 
No problem. That'll be good to see you, Charlie. Yeah, and I um I I wouldn't mind buying you a pint either, finally, to be honest. So I might well I might well tuple along. Well, obviously a glass of Rioja, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Five, I think in the Hurley uh, Flyer. Well, best wishes from uh, from all uh, all on the terraces because uh, you are a Morecambe legend and you will be missed. Uh, and I think it's lovely that we've, we've had this chance to pay tribute to you. And I, I sincerely hope you get a great send off on Saturday, which I'm sure you will. Thank you very much. No, I've really enjoyed my time at Morecambe. It's been uh, a wonderful 13 years and uh, enjoyed the club and the people there. And I, I liked it because people will have noticed that you've said you've said we an hour when you're talking about Morecambe Football Club, and I think that says a lot. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. I remember when I first came here. I mean, I, I don't like to be rude to Morecambe, but to, I've worked at Liverpool, as you know. And um, Rod rang me up and uh, he said, uh, you know, was like the physio, would you like be interested? And I actually said to him, "Are you in the conference?" <laughs> I was never saying that. <laughs> I'm really guilty after it was so awful. I said to my wife, I said, you know, they're in, they're in Division 2. I said, I didn't know. I thought they were in the conference. And, uh, I hope I didn't insult them too much. But as soon as I met Rob and some of the, obviously, Sam McElroy and people like that, I obviously got very friendly with them. Uh, and it, it's a very family-oriented club, especially more, even more so in those days. And yeah. uh, as soon as I got into the rhythm of the club, I really enjoyed it. I always have done. I've never ever once thought of leaving for me enough and uh, you know, I'm sure I've had plenty of opportunities but I've always wanted to stay there and I think you know that's been because of the people behind the scenes, the managers such as Jim Bentley, Sam McElroy, uh, Gary Cadams, you know you, you want to stay for those type of people because they are good. Well that's that's uh, ultimate trivia isn't it and the fact that um, the, the ideal working environment is if you're uh, if it doesn't feel like work then it, it makes you a happy person doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. I, I, I've never once thought I don't want to go into work today. Never once. So, you know, that, that's where, again, I think I have always thought about more. I enjoy going there every day. You know, it's like 45 miles from me every day, there and back. I still don't look forward to going up there. Well, you've been a credit to the club. Good luck. Uh, and obviously, we will chat chat now about uh, Barnsley on Saturday, so you can give us the uh, you can give us the updates on who's who's uh, who's fit and who's not. But Barnsley, Joel, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky. Uh, they've come down a division uh, again. New manager, probably not had the start that they wish for. Although they seem to be finding the feet now. Yeah, they've managed to get themselves into the playoffs. Uh, I think it feels like a little bit. I was speaking to one of their fans. Uh, the other day and it kind of does feel a little bit like I think a bit of a consolidation I think they went through a couple of managers last year and now they've got Michael Duffin who feels like a long-term appointment he had a bit of a bit a bit of a building job at Cheltenham which he did obviously very very well he's got him into league one and I think with, with him at Barnsley now they're probably kind of aiming for a similar thing so yeah it'll be a tricky game They've done well. I think they've, they've slightly overperformed their underlying numbers, so maybe that's something to look into there. But we, you know, it's Michael Duff and, and Barnsley in the whole. We know what they're going to do. They're going to try and play out from the back a little bit. So I'll, it wouldn't surprise me to see a similar kind of setup as we saw against Ipswich, trying to maybe put the pressure on them a bit. We'll yeah. have to see what uh, 
there it goes within the end. But yeah, look, I'm look, looking forward to it. it. Should be a good game. Uh, the return of Adam Phillips, which will be that's that was my next question. Adam Phillips returns. Uh, uh, yeah. so obviously, Michael Duff was probably quite obviously a fan of him because he he did play quite well against Cheltenham uh, on more than well on one occasion that I remember. He was you know so well he he was I think he probably would have had him at in Burnley youth teams as well because uh, Duff yeah, was the manager exactly. there, so he would have had him there. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, the script is absolutely written for him to score a goal and knee sliding shush in front of the barter card. Uh, <laughs> as, long as, as long as he defends corners like he did at Burton last season, I'm not bothered. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. If he just feels like letting something go, then yeah, go on, Adam. That'll do us nicely. Uh, but a, another good test, Charlie, and another good uh, another good away following from Barnsley on Saturday because they'll be coming to us with, like, the novelty of new ground. And it's... Uh, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're fairly decent following. Yeah, they've been, they've been telling me on my, on my way over my detour this evening that uh, they've, we've sold out their allocation. Confidently, that's good. Really, really makes for a good atmosphere. You know, we're playing for Farney to make sure he has a good send-off. You know, we're playing, you know, to thank him for what he's done for us. We're playing because I'm, I'm lucky, lucky, lucky charm. Charlie's coming for the, uh, for the day. So very, 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 very I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you there. Go on then. Explain Lucky Charm Charlie. I think we've got 73% since I became a director, 73% home 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 win big home home win percentage. I'm impressed. That's incredible. That's and that's that that's a stat that Joel will like. <laughs> I don't dare look at my away, away from home, absolutely shocking. But home oh. home in the league. <laughs> I think I think I've only I've only seen the, 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 the Newcastle when we got hammered, um, and a couple of the couple of the um, I think when we lost in in the in the, uh, in the Carabao Cup match pretty badly, but overall we did pretty well, and that's why I look at Ron and Graham um, get excited when I come up. So maybe I've, I've had to be to any game this year, but the train strikes every weekend. We can't really have been able to get up, so that, that, that's maybe one reason why we only, only we haven't run at home yet. Ah, ah, you see now, now people listening to this—that's that makes makes all the sense now, doesn't it? We need very quickly uh, a transport secretary to sort the strikes out very quickly by paying paying these uh, these train train people. You know, the people who work on the trains, not necessarily the drivers, because that's has left. But we need to pay them at least eight nine percent pay rise because Charlie can't get to the home games, and we're we're going to get relegated without it. Certainly, maybe, but that's obviously that's obviously ridiculous. But the point is that um, yeah, we, 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 we just need to be. We, I know it's hard to say. We say weekly positive, but we, we've had all the injuries. The people are coming back. There's some, there's some really really tough stuff to deal with, and uh, you know, I think it's a good chance to get a good win on the board on Saturday. We've got a big crowd, and we need to be positive. So looking like looking like it's going to be uh, early flyers going to be full of tykes on Saturday. Uh, Farney, that could be interesting for you. <laughs> they always seem a happy group, don't they? Quite a um, friendly group, I think. Barnsley. They've never played. They've never played the museum. Is that correct? Never played us. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so yeah. they've never been there before. You know, Michael Duff. We got a pretty good, rec- pretty good record against 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 Michael Duff. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So, what what we're looking like for Saturday then, Farney? Have we got is John and Baker back from Nigeria? Are we back? Uh, anybody else injury wise? 
Yeah, John Beacon's back, um, like she haven't only got four injuries now, so they're the, like longer term ones, like you said, so they've got everybody else available, so he's got a good um, good choice, I think. He's probably got 18 players, 19 players to see from this weekend. Luxury. So <laughs> well, well, fingers crossed. Um right now the, I I couldn't I couldn't let this podcast go without uh, obviously, uh, today has been a momentous day with uh, Liz Truss resigning. Uh, but even more important than that, from Morecambe Football Club's point of view, was uh, Tyson Fury appearing on TalkSport Live this morning and uh, suggesting that he's been offered to buy Morecambe Football Club, which has sent most most Morecambe fans into a complete tailspin, Joel. Yeah, it's certainly kept things eventful, hasn't it? I've just, yeah. Who, who knows? I don't obviously know if there's any truth to it. So I'm just what you know, I'll I'm sit back and enjoy watching the drama unfold because you know it was it was quite funny to watch it happen on Twitter. But yeah, we'll just have to go and wait and see what happens over the next few weeks uh, as as to who's taking over the club. Well, that's that's the most diplomatic answer ever. That's <laughs> and that's why I mentioned the politics because it's like you know now from that point of view, Charlie. Obviously, that might well be uh, Jason and Colin approaching Tyson for all that we know and you know as well but uh, it certainly put us in the news and that's only going to be a good thing hasn't it yeah you know we we, we, we the club is up for sale we need to find a, a, a responsible buyer who's going to help run inject funds into the club and take take the club forward from where we are now um and uh you know uh, today might might spark a few uh embers in other areas as well to to, to alert people to the, to, to, to the amazing opportunity of Morecambe Football Club you know, debt, very 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 little debt managing its books and its cash flow pretty well um, not in, uh, being self-sufficient but punching above our weight really good fan base 5,000 5, fans at home games you know it's a, it's a really really sustainable commodity and uh, you know Tyson whoever is more than welcome to inquire but um, you know at, at this stage I, 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 I haven't heard that he's put, in a, he's put a bit in but uh it's the, the owner, Jason, is uh, is controlling the process at the moment. So we, I don't really know. And I, I know there's been a few bits of interest, which I know of myself, which we've been alerted to, but I haven't heard about the Tyson thing, but I, I, I might be uh, just kept out of the loop. It, it's an interesting one, is that, Farley, though, isn't it? Because you, you look at what happened with the, the class of 92 taking over Salford, and then you look at Ryan Reynolds taking over Wrexham, and all of a sudden... They become sort of quite big box office because they get they start getting uh, Wrexham are Wrexham are, are on every other week on the uh, on BT Sport because they're in the conference and Salford every time they get a cup game they're always on. Uh, it, you know, even if Tyson doesn't take over but shows some sort of interest, it does show it does put the club out there, doesn't it? It does very much so, doesn't it? And you know, you, somebody who's uh, born and bred in Morecambe, isn't he? Comes from a Morecambe background. He's very supportive of Tone. Uh, and I, mean, I don't know all the holes in the notes of it, but it wouldn't be a bad thing, would it, if somebody like him invested into a, a club like Morecambe? Uh, like you say, he's got the, uh, the tone at heart, and uh, it might be well, well be a good, uh, good thing for him to do. Well, it's a good thing to speculate. I mean, I've I read sort of like, did a bit of research there, and there are, there are, Sort of figures being banded about that they reckon he's probably got between 130 and 150 million quid. Well, I was like, oh well, uh, yeah, that'd be all right. We could, uh, you know, 
He could he could probably uh, buy us and buy us all an ice cream, Joel. Yeah, free ice creams and Tyson. What more can you want? <laughs> we'll just see what happens. Like I say, I couldn't let it pass. We've got to mention it because it's just like it, it it's uh, it was completely out of left field, wasn't it? Completely. Yeah. And also, he puts a club on the map like Chelsea, doesn't it? People yeah. will hear that, you know, just on the um, on the television, on the radio, and they'll go look at Morgan Football Club. It just brings the, the club to life. And I, I did like Simon Jordan used that the uh, the well worn cliche about how do you make a small fortune at a football club, but it start with a large one, which <laughs> I football. Uh, yeah, which is probably true. So. Uh, but as you said, Fanny, he has got the he has got the you know he speaks very highly of the locals and the town itself. So you never know. So it's probably you know I'm not going to complain about the publicity, even if it is just paying this guy. We shall see. But then again, you know, we might be sat here in January having uh, put in a bidding for Harry Kane. Who knows? <laughs> we can only try. Um, anything else to report, Charlie, from the boardroom, or <laughs> is it just the fact that you're? Yeah, you've cancelled your travel lodge for tonight. There's lots to report, but I can't report it to you, unfortunately. Um, but uh, we, we, we've got a board meeting tomorrow. We're all coming up to. Uh, we're all go, all, all uh, uh, honing to, honing towards the Mazuma tomorrow. Um, we're all there at the game tomorrow. We're all going out all the directors the first time in, uh, for a long time. We're all going out for dinner tomorrow night with Derek and. Uh, and the board directors can actually see each other instead of being on Zoom all the time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very, very together at the moment. Derek did a really nice interview saying good things about Graham and Rodden, how much he likes Mick and how great Mick Mick's an, Mick's an unsung hero of the football club, you know, Mick Horton. You know, you don't see him very often, but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great guy. And uh, we are going through a number of things at the moment, but uh, we are... Uh, Completely together and getting on, really, getting on really well. There's not, there's no, no uh, lots of unity there. It's really, it's really great to see. So, I'm looking forward to seeing everyone, uh, everyone tomorrow, and uh, going to the Holy Flower on, on Saturday after after the game as well. Oh, there you go. You should be all right for a decent glass of wine there, then, Barney. Yeah. Uh, anything from the trust, Joel? Before we wrap up. Not loads, just a final little plug for the uh, there's a Halloween party next Friday at Morecambe Cricket Club. Uh, we get in touch if you want any tickets for that. I think we've still got quite a, a, a good few left, so yeah, get in touch. Um, yeah, it'd be uh, a, an, an interesting one if we uh decide to turn up in uh in fancy dress, or you could perhaps turn up as Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, getting a big bout out by the way. <laughs> Well, here's, here's to uh, here's to Farney. Cheers for everything you've done, Farney. Hope it goes well for you on Saturday, and uh, uh, I hope we can top it off by getting three points. Well, for all of us, but also just uh, be a nice way for you to finish, wouldn't it? It would very much so. I think uh, going out on a victory would be apt. Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, thanks to Charlie. Thanks to Joel. Thanks to Farney. Uh, enjoy your. Uh, I won't call it your retirement, but enjoy your new career and. Uh, and, hope, and hopefully seeing your grandchildren. Charlie, we'll see you on Saturday. Joel, we'll see you on Saturday. Thank you for listening. This has been Shrimp Net number 12 of the season, I think. Is it 12? I think it is. It's one of the... I never know. I'll make it up as I go along. 13, 15, whatever. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed that. Um, you know, we could have some uh, we, we could have some world exclusives for you next Thursday or Friday or Saturday or the Monday after or, you know, 
Um, football's not moving as fast as politics. That's all I'm saying at the moment. So we might not have. But thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.